Sometime before 1310, Arnaud de Villeneuve, a physician and alchemist at the University of Paris, poured wine into a glass alembic and heated it in a sand bath over a charcoal brazier. Villeneuve was not the first person in the world, or even in Europe, to do this. He was well aware of the long and distinguished tradition of Arabic or chemical distillation, and from his reading he must have had some inkling of the principles he was playing with. Others had already named the fluid which condensed in the neck of his alembic. Some called it aqua ardens, fiery water, or aqua vine, water of the grape. But to Villeneuve, it was aqua vita, living water. This name is remarkably suitable, since it is really a water of immorality. Its virtues are beginning to be recognized. It prolongs life, clears away ill humors, revives the heart, and maintains youth. Villeneuve wondered whether this liquid might be the essence of sunshine, distilled by vines into their grapes and his living water captured the imaginations of all kinds of Europeans. Gentlemen pursuing natural philosophy in their private closets, physicians seeking new medicines and restoratives, alchemists searching for the elixir of life, and, not least, tradesmen looking to make money from the basic, visceral human drive for intoxication. It was instrumental in forging new connections between alchemy and medicine, politics and religion, trade and empire, east and west. These factors all came together in the Dutch Republic in the late 16th and early 17th centuries, and one result of this fruitful collision was Geneva, a rectified liquor named after its principal flavoring, juniper. It was once argued that this rich, rough drink was the creation of one man, Silvius de la Boe, a deeply contentious point, as we'll see. But the early history of gin, the subject of this chapter, is much more than a flash of inspiration in the laboratory of an Amsterdam physician. It is the gradual coming together of two heady, symbolically charged substances, juniper and spirit both of which had many adventures before they were united in a glass of Geneva. But why was Geneva, the first incarnation of gin, born in an age of global trade and exchange, flavoured with the berries of a plant well known throughout the West for millennia? The solution to this puzzle takes us back through the depths of European prehistory to the end of the last Ice Age. Around 12,000 years ago, as the glaciers and tundra began to retreat, juniper and other conifers began to spread north alongside bands of Neolithic farmers. This double migration established the earliest rhythms of a relationship. Juniper thrived in the open heaths and moorlands created by farmers as they began to clear the primeval forests of northern Europe and the British archipelago. Archaeological evidence suggests the juniper quickly found its way into the diets of these pastoralists, and traces of this ancient taste can be discerned in the traditional cuisines of Scandinavia, Germany, and the Low Countries. The berries, actually tiny fleshy cones, balance a resinous, balsamic warmth with a fresh, citrus clarity, which cuts through the richness of dark meats and game.